Welcome into the Locker Room Talk podcast. I'm pretty sure I'm going to include that in there. So I know people are not going to, they, they don't listen, obviously, before we start recording. But what happens is Zoom plays. I've never had this before until like uh, until we started doing this. But it says like recording audio in progress. Never heard of it. And it caught us, well, it caught me off guard at least the first day. And we always laugh at it before we start every episode. So, hey, yeah, there we go. I think people now know our our, our little pregame ritual now. So how are you boys doing? I'm all right. I just got off work, so I'm I'm sitting on my couch, relaxing. Hey, hey Ethan, you're muted there. <laughs> well, the Cubs are up by a touchdown. That's good, actually, because there was some weird noise on my phone that happened. But it's good. The Cubs are up by a touchdown against the Padres right now. You, Darvish, tomorrow, not – not too confident about that one, but if the Cubs can hit like they are right now, might be a good game. Always drinking some Julian tears. Yeah, has the uh, Padres score any runs, though? I picked the over in that game. No, seven nothing. Every, road has um, every road has its challenges, everybody. Yeah, we know. 7 nothing in the uh, bottom of the eighth. Yeah, my thinking was Zach Davies was going to get beat up, not the Padres, but I guess, I guess that works. Well, Zach Davies is allowed one hit, six hits, oh. one – Six or six innings, one hit, four Ks. I know my roommate messaged me, and we always trash Zach Davies. And I'm pretty sure when he messaged me, he's probably like, I can't believe he's good now. Uh, he said he's not that bad anymore. <laughs> Imagine if the Cubs had a all-star pitcher, you know, that would be, or a superstar pitcher, kind of like a guy like you, Darvish. That would be kind of cool. Right. And said we get to face him tomorrow, so. I'm not ready for that. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Who do the Cubs at least have? Um, I believe it is. I called up Alec Mills for some reason. That's just it's gonna be Alec Mills. I think right? so. No, because I think he took Elzelay's spot. Let me look if they have the probables up tomorrow. I know you. Ver- oh, Arietta. Uh, uh, you know, four years ago that matchup is like oh. prime time matchup. <laughs> However, very good night in the NHL. Yeah, so I I have I mean I've just got home from work too. So Ethan, you're probably the guy that's mostly you know been watching TV and everything, knowing what's going on. So enlighten us on the NHL. Uh, Tampa was able to finish off Carolina the night they won the series four to one. Pretty much just domination from the start from Tampa. Great game in Colorado. Vegas took it in overtime. 3-2 series lead for the Knights now. So game six, I believe, goes back to Vegas on Thursday night. So that'll be a pretty good game to watch come Thursday night. Tomorrow night, Bruins Islanders. That'll be a good one. I think the Island, I think that one's going seven, though. I, I think the Islanders might come out tough, but Boston just always finds a way to come back. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm really surprised on Colorado that they're down in the series. That's another one, too, though, that, like, all night was just back and forth. And Vegas was able to – obviously, they sent it to overtime. But um, let me see the stats here. Yeah, pretty even. I mean, Colorado outshot them. Um, They were 50-50 on faceoffs. 
Let's see here. Yeah, they each had a penalty, so it was pretty back and forth. I, I think that's like between Vegas, Colorado, and then Boston and New York, those two series will go seven. I I disagree. I think the Islanders closed out in six. I think Vegas closes out in six. Um, yeah, because I think the Islanders are on a mission to for the cup. So yeah, I I have Vegas closing it out. I I would agree. I would agree with you, Ethan, on the Vegas Colorado one. I would think that uh. Vegas does, finishes the job, though. It'll be tough, but I think they close it out. And then the Islanders, I have, I think they'll close it out. Just by watching game five and everything, I think they close it out in six. Well, until um, tonight, all home teams in that series have won. And obviously, until tonight when Colorado lost. So Vegas going home would probably fare that way, obviously. Um, you know, the trend broke tonight, but Vegas has always been a tough place to play. Um, I agree with the Islanders. I think that that this game six probably could be the, the best game of the remaining of the two series, but New York has to win this one tomorrow night. If it goes seven back to Boston, I mean, you know, I remember, I remember the years of the Blackhawks won the cup just how difficult it was to win in Boston that year so Mm -hmm. if New York wants to win the cup or at least make it in you know continue that run they have to get through a tough Boston team tomorrow night but that one's going to be a fun game I agree I'm looking at I'm looking at the odds Boston is the favorite for tomorrow uh Islanders are 115 underdog and then for Thursday for Colorado and Vegas Colorado is the underdog Vegas is the favorite yeah i think that makes sense i mean yeah. like i said i think the either way boston new york i think that that game has the better odds of going seven um i could see vegas knocking them off i like i said i think they both go seven but out of the two that could get finished in six i think it could be that new york one but um i've i've pretty much watched that entire series minus one game i won't be able to watch it tomorrow but um oh we all notice tomorrow the date six nine nice nice yes well here's the thing i actually might watch because i have i have really not paid attention to any of the college or not college uh the hockey playoffs because you know i i've been in and out and mostly focused at the nba however there's only one nba game tomorrow so i will probably actually at least tune in for the Islanders and uh, Boston series, because that's been getting all the hype, and that starts at at least 6.30 Central time, so I at least can see most of it. However, Jeff, you said that you're going to go Islanders here, right? Yeah, I'm taking the Islanders to go six. Ethan. Islanders or Bruins? I said they'd go seven, so I'd have to take Boston to stick with my word here. I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go Boston just because I want a game seven. I think hockey game sevens are just unbelievable. And yep. Hawks being in a lot of them is, you know, it's the worst feeling in the world. But as you're on the winning side, it's the best thing ever. I know you shared the video. You may have shared it on Twitter or with us in our group chat, but the crowd at the Suns game the other day, like. Oh, ridiculous. 
just to see I, I know like I don't think we've ever really compared like atmosphere of crowds but playoff hockey crowds nothing compares to that like yeah maybe like okay NBA finals maybe but you don't see that even in the regular like pre-COVID times you never saw like the same amount of energy in the first round of an NBA game that you see in the first game of the first round of an NHL playoff game yeah I can agree with that you know especially like here's the thing like NHL is usually all the time because goals are amazing so you're gonna always cheer for the goal NBA is different you're not gonna get that loud unless there's a huge momentum swing or you know Kyrie Irving or Steph Curry makes that the game-winning shot or something like that you get that the, the fans going nuts I would say like you get the three-pointer like I get obviously the three-pointers probably don't you know mean as much until the fourth quarter but yeah I could see that or you can kind of get like a situation like the the Knicks where you haven't made the a postseason like a decade in the first game, first minute, they're like going nuts already. You get that too. Montreal Canadiens who just can't play with anybody in their arena. So, Jeff, you're going to say something? Well, I was going to say that I mean, it tends to be the case when the NHL has the best, has the, the best postseason out of, out of all four major sports because you have the best tro- – that's the trophy. That's the cream of the crop, the uh, coup de grace of all trophies. The state, the NHL can – the NHL is the only league that has a trophy that has literally every team has the previous winner's te- team team from name of all their players down to the lone equipment guy on the, ro- on the cup. Yeah. So – also, I think it's cool that, like, every player gets to take that thing around with them. Yep. So, yeah. But, no, um, it was it was cool to see. I'm, I hope Phoenix continues this ride, but we'll see. Speaking of uh, raising trophies in cities, Greg, you must feel absolutely devastated to be out of Arizona now that the Suns have done what they're doing. Oh yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you, it's it's kind of, you know, I mean, I'm a Bulls fan, so but like, I feel like there's a little fandom in me with the Phoenix Suns just because I was there mm-hmm. for a year, and just because of what they've been through. Like, they haven't made a playoffs in, in like over a decade, and now they <clears throat> they take down the Lakers, they take down LeBron, they're facing a pretty good Nuggets team. They get to host as a number two seed. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I know, you know, when they got Chris Paul, they and now I mean, obviously with the Cardinals getting all, all their weapons too. There's a huge change in that city minus the Coyotes and Diamondbacks, but they feel very, very good with like their, their teams and everything like that. And the Suns especially, they, they feel very happy for DeAndre Ayton because he's been in Arizona since college. Uh, Devin Booker because he's one of the most underrated players in the league. So they feel very good, at least when uh, I was there. They weren't thinking of the NBA championship. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure now that it's a totally different story now, where they got the momentum. And I mean, if they can, if they can at least beat Denver one more time, or maybe even once in Denver, I, I I'm not gonna rule out Denver as a possible like, hey, like they have a real shot for an NBA title. And CP3 wants that ring. I hope. He, and here's the thing. I hope he gets it, but like. Brooklyn's nasty. I mean, whoever they're going to face, if they get past Denver, Utah's nasty. 
the Clippers are a very tough team. But b- before we get to the NBA, there's one more series though in the NHL because we're about to transition. Colorado or Vegas? Which one? Jeff, you go. Give me Colorado. I mean, my pick is obvious. I picked them both to go seven. So give me, give me Colorado. Yes, I got to go Colorado. I know I, know I, I know I said Vegas. I know I said it wouldn't be I know I said Vegas probably do it at six, but give me Colorado. Because if they are the best team, if they've been the best team all year, they should make this go to seven, in my opinion. But then again, we've seen this before from what we thought were the best teams out of the season that they, and this is what I said in, in uh, one of the, our earlier shows, I want to see when Bay, when Colorado gets punched in the mouth, what, how are they going to respond? You got punched in the mouth tonight. So if you're the best team, this should be, this should be easy. This should go seven games, but I would not be surprised if Vegas ends this in six, because in my opinion, this series, the Islanders Bruin series will determine who's playing in the NBA, in the NHL finals. NBA, yes. Yeah, I know. We're just talking about so, the NBA. So I'll, I'll give mine right here. I don't know if you boys can see that. Probably not. It doesn't look that good. But 20 bucks on Colorado for Thursday already. I will say, going back and looking at the history of this series, Colorado started this series up 2 0. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Vegas oh. is taking the last three. Color- yeah, Jeff, you, you're right. Colorado's got to figure out how to respond. I mean, five to one loss the other night. You took mm-hmm. Vegas to overtime. I mean, the series I want to series I want to see though is the uh, I'm guess I want to I want to say Montreal's playing is going to play Tampa. Mm-hmm. I would guess. Yeah, I think so. So I want to see I want to see that series because Montreal's been playing well, and <laughs> and I I would I'm say love to see it. I think Tampa. I think Tampa ends that Cinderella story, but I would love to see it keep going because I, I like I like underdogs, and with my team out, I like an underdog. So, but we'll see. I, think I kind of adopted Greg's culture and the fact that uh, I have family that lives in Tampa now, so kind of got a root for the Lightning a little bit in the NHL. But now that my team is out, so look, look, Jeff, don't shake your head at me. All right. When this kid's rooting for Clemson and has no affiliation with Clemson whatsoever, hey, other I than do family living down there. Yeah, I have family that lives like 10 minutes away from Clemson. Whatever. He doesn't. Okay. I, I don't have affiliation with Green Bay if that's, if that's what you want to make an argument with. That's what I was about to say. There we go. That's so, the only one. So, you know what? What? How about you, Jeff? Do you have family in Boston? Why the Washington. Hell? Then don't shake your head at me. Go Lightning. Go Lightning. Bolt up, baby. Well, no. let's then transition over to the NBA, I guess. <laughs> I, let's do it. You know, I mean, technically, we've been transitioning back and forth. We were supposed to, but I probably shouldn't have I mean, gone back I mean, for the prediction. Fine. They're both, I mean, the playoffs for both teams for, for both leagues have been great. That's the only thing. Oh, I agree. So, I mean, I'm so, just happy the I'm just happy the Lakers are out, and it's not because of LeBron or anything. It's just Julian. Well, one that that's always great, but no, I I just want to see some. I mean, 
with LeBron out, it just there's so many narratives now. And there's so many possibilities that you just don't know. Like, who's there to say that Brooke that the the Bucks just don't turn something on and they just beat the Nets? Like after they beat I'll the Nets, that. like I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say that. That doesn't happen. I don't no, think the I don't Bucks. Think it, I don't think it will happen. I don't think it will happen. But if it were to, though, I'm just I'm just trying to think of possibilities here. If it I, were I think, to, no, that's fair. That's fair. I think that. The only time you're going to see the Nets get any competition is the NBA Finals. Nobody from the East, like the Hawks may have dominated them in game one, but look what, you know, I mean, Philadelphia came out and ran all over them tonight. That's, I mean, the only, I mean, the only, I mean, in terms of competition, it would have to be somebody from the West that plays defense. I mean, all as Utah, maybe that's it. Clippers, but I mean, yeah, I would love, I, I, I'm a cool. I like Kawhi. I would like to see. I like it, but, him too. But I think I. I hope Denver. Oh, comes back oh! The they're training. They're they're training overrated to Paul George at the free throw line right now. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did that to Giannis too in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man! I mean, it's. I mean, it's hard to argue and say, uh, especially if it's Paul George, because what has Paul George done Pandemic except for one one season he did in the postseason? So, was the Pacers? Well, yeah, all those years ago. Oh yeah. man, here's the thing. I that always think that's point. weird of a fan base to chant overrated because, like, what? Like, watch Game Two, Paul George explodes for like forty points, and like, watch now Giannis explode for like fifty points against Brooklyn in the next game. 100%. I still don't think that'll make any difference. Oh yes, not for the Nets. KD is automatic, dude. He anyway. So KD is like Dirk. You got you have a seven footer that fucking. With a fadeaway, nobody's touching. There were times in that game the other night where I felt like I was watching the Globetrotters. <laughs> like, Kyrie just has that ball on the street. And they don't have James Harden, which is the incredible part. <laughs> yeah. Imagine James did. Harden. If they did? Oh. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's a part of me that wants to see the Nets get knocked out because I want to see Shaq and Chuck's reaction when that happens. Because that would be fucking priceless. So, uh, Jeff, you did bring up a good point a couple minutes ago, saying with the Lakers how they're not there, LeBron's not there. You see, a, no. you're gonna you're gonna see new teams. I don't know the exact year, but ESPN put up like a graph of like three, four teams left in the NBA fine, uh, playoffs right now have won a championship. Mm-hmm. The others have never won, and like the last one, the one that have won, the last one was like in 1980. Who are the three that haven't won one? I oh I, I don't know like, oh, it's it's Denver, yeah. Denver, Utah, Utah, Utah my, Brooklyn, and Phoenix, Brooklyn and Phoenix. Those are the, at least the four. Uh, Clippers. Yeah, I mean that, that's what I was saying. Like it's not I'm not sitting here. You know I'm you, you know everybody loves to jump on that LeBron hating bandwagon. It's like you know and that's fine. You know that's what happens when you when you're a great player. You you'll have more haters than you do guys that like you but um i just like it just because of the possibilities we have so, there's so many there are so many more storylines now and it just doesn't and the nba finally doesn't feel like the end is predestined that we're going to see lebron versus kd like now we actually like okay are we going to see chris paul finally get to the finals and actually win one maybe are we going to see utah take that step up is Joker going to will the, – is Joker the MVP of the league 
going to pull off something that nobody thought they were going to do? Like, or is Kawhi, or is Kawhi, is this the Clippers' time now? Like, there's so many, there's so many storylines in the West that it's it's great for the NBA. That's what's going to generate the ratings again, because it just doesn't feel like that the finals is set. That oh, it's going to be LeBron and the KD. I mean, it's what the first time in, I think it was twenty ten. Ten yeah, years on. without Steph or LeBron, yeah. So I'm I'm all for it. I mean I'm 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 all for parity. I know we're gonna get into it later, but I'm the same way with college football and and the topic we're gonna get on later. I'm all for as well. But mm-hmm. yes, I'm on board with the fact that we now will have a new superstar in the NBA Finals. Who knows who it's gonna be? Mm-hmm. But so I don't know if you guys have the game right now on, but the Clippers are down three. They have the last possession by like seven seconds left. Kawhi has the ball. Uh, if you're the Clippers, that's what uh, you want. Oh wow, good. Wow. Uh, so I'll try to explain what happened. Kawhi passed out, passed to Reggie Jackson in the corner for Marcus Morris. Shot the three, got blocked. Tried to rebound it and. It was That's just good nice. defense by Utah. There you go. So they, they won That's by gonna three. Be, That's going to be a series, in my opinion. Donovan Mitchell finished with 45. <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell's been playing out lights out. Yeah, 16 of 30 from the field. Yep. Utah looks good, man. I, I, I 100%. I'm loving it. So – it's it's weird with Utah because if you if you follow them all season, the one knock on them was they never like showed a sign of like a losing streak or you know just you know showing weakness, and that was the big thing. People were like at some point this team is going to stop winning, they're going to go on a yeah. losing streak, and we're going to see Great. the real Utah Jazz. We haven't seen that yet, and it's weird because usually you do see that from all teams, even like I guess maybe besides like the Golden State Warriors of KD, but you usually see it from every team. Um, usually in the playoffs, and this Utah yeah. hasn't really shown that. I agree. It's the, I mean, it's the same conversation when you go back to Colorado. This, I mean, Colorado, their series with Vegas, this is the first time that they've been punched in the mouth, in my opinion, all season. Now, I mean, they were up two to, two to nothing on that series, and now they're down three to two, having to force a game seven. So I agree with you. I think that's the one uh, oddity with Utah. But, I mean, hats off to him for being consistent all season, and especially in the postseason, being extremely consistent, and your guys are playing and showing if they want it. So, we'll see. <laughs> I, I really do. I think this will be the series where yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they jumped out to a 2 nothing lead and this goes to a seven-game series for Utah. I would not be surprised. It's the Clippers with Kawhi. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to take a look at tomorrow's game. I think it's just one. It's Denver and Phoenix. Jeff, start us off. Who do you think is going to win? Denver. Uh, I think Denver bounces back. I mean, that was a good game. I mean, Phoenix Phoenix is on a roll, but – yeah, give me give me Denver. I pick, I mean, granted, one I picked them to win the whole dang thing, but I like Joe Djokovic, and they've shown that when they shown when they nice they lose a the game, they're able to. I was gonna say, wait a minute. What? Djokovic plays uh, tennis. Oh, th- thank you. Never mind. 
I, I'm, you know, I, I, I joke it. Thank you. But, anyway, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired anyway. But no, that's why I just, that's why I just call him the Joker, man. But anyway, no, Denver has shown when they lose, they lose. They're, they're a great bounce back team. So I, I, I think they'll, they'll even it up. I hope they even it up. Ooh, yeah. this one's tough for me. I'm, I, I've liked Denver all year. However, I can't go against Greg on this one. Oh, I'm going to go with Phoenix. Phoenix at home, that crowd the other night was electric. I tweeted it out, the roar of the crowd when uh, Booker got that and one three. Whew. Phoenix is well, back. I'm the one. I got it. <laughs> Phoenix is back. I'm going the Suns. So, um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to go Suns here. Um, I was very – I was very skeptical in game one because I went with the Suns spread and it was about minus six. And I was not expecting that type of game where the Suns won by like, you know, 20 or something like that. That was ridiculous. Do I think that will happen again? I mean, I'm probably going to take the Suns money line, but I don't, I'm probably not expecting that. I probably shouldn't be picking that up to be honest, but I think it's going to be close. Um, I think the Suns can pull that away. I think it's it could be a different series once they get to Denver. But, yeah, I got to go Suns. Um, Thursday, there's two games. Again, don't know how. I mean, maybe because it's at home. But Brooklyn is the underdog in Milwaukee. Who are we going here? How is that, – that's the my only, – the, the only reason I could think of is they're in Milwaukee. Okay. Give me Brooklyn, like unless I mean unless Giannis, Giannis, and those guys just start making shots. Give me Brooklyn, like sorry, you have three of the great. They have they're playing three of the greatest offensive talents the league's ever seen. Give me Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. There's, I mean, what has Milwaukee done so far in this series to make you think that they're going to win this game? <laughs> win the I series. Just, I I just thought it was very weird that. Brooklyn was the underdog in game two. That To me, that made no sense. I mean, this one, I still don't think it makes sense, but I think you can use the argument, ah, oh, they're at home. You know, maybe they could play better. But, yeah, Brooklyn, for some reason, they're still the underdog. I don't like that. I'm going Brooklyn. I think it could be an easy sweep. The I, haven't last one, in, I haven't gambled in a while, but I feel like this is free money on the plus three and a half. Not complaining. Even the money line at that point. I agree. Then the, the, the last game, one that just went final, uh, Utah's up one nothing. Utah is the favorite by three. Who are we going here? Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, give me Utah. Oh, good. I was hoping oh. you would pick that because I'm going opposite you again. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm not picking against you. Like, I'm, I'm not. I, I knew you were going to pick Utah. That's why I wanted you to go first. No, I, think- I won't. No, I think I think you. I think this series, Utah will be up two to nothing. They'll win the two games at home, and the Clippers win the two games at LA. That's what I'm. That's what I think. That's very hard. Greg's very logic. Hard. Greg's logic is exactly what's going to happen. Game two. That team is going to bounce back. Donovan Mitchell will have a Donovan Mitchell game, but I think the Clippers will just be too deep in game two. I'm not saying that the Clippers are going to win the series by any means, but. Yeah. I do think they bounce back in game two and they beat Utah. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go Clippers too here. Um, I think the only, 
I'll, I'm skeptical about the Clippers a little bit because Mike Conley didn't play in this game. I feel like yeah. he would play in game two. However, sometimes Mike Conley is, is not that same point guard he was in Memphis. It showed last year a little bit. He struggled in the playoffs. I think that can happen again with the, with the, with the Clippers, how well they play. So I'm, no matter what, Conley or not, I'm going Clippers. Greg, are you writing these picks down? Because I feel like we need to start tracking our picks. I, I could. I know I usually pick a, against you guys. So this is probably the, only the one episode. Is that it's the eighth this is the or one. the ninth? This is, the no. one. this is for sure the one show where you guys are going against me. But it's not like it's not like we're just oh, it's not like for anybody listening, it's not like they're just oh, I'm making a pick and let's go against it. Like no. these two series for sure. I mean. The Suns, for sure, I knew – I figured Greg was going to go – was going to pick – I figured Ethan and Greg, for sure, were going to pick the Suns. I'm picking – that's the one that I knew for sure they were going to go against me because I pick – I have the Nuggets as my NBA champion for this season. So, regardless, I'm picking Denver. I've, but, had, I've liked Denver all year, too. I mean, I think that Denver has been, like, outside of the Bulls, obviously, my, like, the Western Conference team that I've always kind of, like, gravitated towards. But I just – the way that Phoenix came out the other night and, and battled. They're, well, they're and, and that's what I was going to say. It's like, regard, regardless, you guys picking, you know, if it's this is the one show where you guys are picking against me. It's not like we're totally, completely opposite on on everything. Like, it's 50-50. Like, it just, dep- it just depends. I think the one for sure, like, Brooklyn, that's a given. That series is going to be – that if Brooklyn loses that series or – lose this game three in Milwaukee, I'll be shot. So with these picks to answer uh, answer Ethan's question here, I think just just going this off memory because I know in the beginning we well you and Jeff always were together and I was kind of by myself. I know the first one was the Montreal and Toronto game where you mm-hmm. guys won that. But then I think we picked the same for like the rest and I think the Clippers were, were one and the Suns were another. So I think I gained one. I think I'm one up on you guys. I can I can always look back, but I mean, but the best I know, I know for is... sure you won the Mavs one against the Clippers. That one you got yeah. right. The Suns, I think you may have not for Tyler for sure. I know there was one. I don't know if it was the Suns or not. It sounds it sounds right because I remember in the chat I just kept posting Sun stuff and I'm like, yeah. yeah. But you know, it... we'll have to we'll have to start keeping track once the series. Uh starting game ones again or like you know once we once we reach that nfl season is going to be epic college football season is going to be epic because our picks are actually going to mean something so speaking of college football there's always been a debate with the college football playoffs of expanding ethan you kind of brought it up in our group chat i'm assuming they're thinking about it again yeah and uh it seems like the number now is 12 uh, which would be interesting. Um, it seems to be, I think, if I remember the article correctly, I think it's going to be talked about again. Um, the article came out this morning. Yeah. 12 team model favored as next college football playoff. So let me see here if I can find the breakdown. Oh. A 12 team playoff could satisfy. Complaints regarding the continued exclusion of a group of five schools. Um, well, here's the thing. So here's the thing. 
I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to they're trying to be a little bit like the FCS because they actually have, I think, 12 teams in it or something, maybe a little more. And it is a little, it's entertaining to watch because it's Jeff, you're an FCS uh, member mm-hmm. of the school, uh, Sam Houston. FCS national champion. Yeah, they won. Yeah. Um, D3 does the same thing. However, I mean, D3 is not close to D1 is, uh, in terms of class sizes and everything. But yeah. it, it, it is it is interesting. I've I always been in favor of expanding the playoffs. 12 games, uh, we'll see. Uh, but <laughs> – I think it, it does bring a good talking point of, hey, I want to see more football, but I always notice the concern is sometimes too much football is bad on the players. Well, it's not – the your last point, Greg, that, that's fair. That's a fair one. The tw- 12, I figured if they were going to expand it, it'd be eight because you would at least have the – and this is what I told Ethan earlier, is that if the, regardless if they expand it to five or 12 or eight or 12, now that we're expanding it, your conference champions of the Pac-12, the Big 12, the Big 10, and the SEC better be in it. I think that would be 100. a given. I mean, well, you figured with the – I mean, we figured that well, would be the- – well, well, hold on. you got to think about this. If At that point, if you're expanding it, then you have to have the argument that each conference championship – or each conference champion has to be in it. So you're looking at – that's what I just, that's what I'm saying. And oh, then I, the you, other, I thought you said that, just the power conferences. No, right, no, but there's still more than that though. Like, yeah. got, so let me yeah, go down I mean, the list here. ACC, big 10, SEC, PAC 12 or PAC 10, whatever the PAC 12. Um, I forgot about the ACC. I'm sorry. So you throw in the ACC as well. I was just talking about but, power, five, con- power five. conference USA, Mountain West. Sunbelt, AAC. Yeah, I mean, if the, I mean, if we're talking expanding, I would much rather it be just the conference champions around around college football, and let it go. And 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 this is my thing is because that does away with this whole oh well who's deserving? Well, if you why are we rewarding teams that don't win your conference? What's the point? I mean, again, what's the point of having a, having having championships and everything in conference championships, if you win your conference, but you don't get rewarded for. So the system in the 12 teams, if they expanded, it would be automatic bids would go to the winners of the five power conferences plus one of the group five champions. Then the other six would be at large. And I'm okay. That I'm fine with. with So you're looking at, so essentially Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Let's say OU, Oklahoma. Uh, State. Oklahoma. So there's your four major. Who's who's the other Pac, one? Pac-12. Pac-12. Let's say no, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. Yeah. It could, so let's just say. Let's just for the sake of argument, say Oregon. And then that's an Oregon fan, by the way. <laughs> no, I. And I then throw in either you know your UCF. So your UCF or Cincinnati. Oh, the top, the top Cincinnati. one would be Cincinnati. Well, I'm just looking at. I'm just looking at last year's rankings. Right. It would be Cincinnati. But then you throw in, you know, six at large is, is a very interesting number, so, which so for me, for me personally, as the Notre Dame fan of the group, six at large numbers or six at large bids. I mean, that's a guaranteed playoff spot if Notre Dame wins 10 or 11 games every year. So well, it would be, well, go ahead, Greg. 
it, uh, just basing it off this uh, last year, it would be Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Georgia, Iowa State, Northwestern, mm-hmm. maybe BYU if they want to add, if that counts as a at-large bid. If not, it would be Indiana. Now, based on, okay, based on last year's standing, because you got it up, Greg, if those, go look at the name, you got it, you got it right there in front of you. If that were the 12-team playoff for last year, that would have been money. 100% that would have been money. What would have been, if you have it up, what, or if you know it, what would have been the seeding for that? Oh, all right. It might be a little tough. So Alabama will be number one. Right. Ohio, Ohio State, two. Clemson three, so that's so you have Oklahoma number. Even though they were number six, they'd be number four in the season because of the conference championship. Mm-hmm. Pac twelve. I have no. Who won last year? Yeah, or, who, uh, I think um, because they're not even ranked. Oh, Southern California is the only team that's ranked. So I don't. I don't know if they won. No, I. I whoever it was. So yeah. Who, so yeah, whoever won. Whoever won the Pac-12 will be number six, and then Cincinnati will be number seven. Okay. Maybe I got that wrong, something like that. So you would have A&M as the first at-large bid, Notre Dame as the second, uh, Georgia as the third, Iowa State as the fourth, Northwestern as the fifth, and BYU as the sixth. So it would be Alabama, BYU, Ohio State, and Northwestern, Clemson and an Iowa State. Um, at least, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to put yeah. it all together. Uh, Texas A&M and Georgia, maybe. Um, but, yeah. Um, here's here's the thing that I'm taking away from this is, like, Pac-12 the NCAA. Game, so. Yeah. The NCAA is a bunch of money-hungry people. And you can't tell me that you don't see this idea. Now, yes, that means more games. I've seen, I think it would equal out to be like 17 total games. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You play 17 in the NFL. Yep. What's the difference? Oh, you have to go to class during this? Look, I just graduated from a university. I know how this works. I know how it works especially at Alabama, especially at Oklahoma. These players want to play football. The NCAA wants money. Take those two together, you got the college football playoff expansion. More games, more money. You put it in venues that you know you can pack, like Dallas, like Indiana, like Mm -hmm. Miami, whatever. And you've got a great opportunity with great college football matchups. And we just named how many of them in that short. Uh, well, the, those, I mean, literally, we just said, because there's we're talking about 12, not eight. So the 12 teams, and Greg just laid, laid, named them off and then seeded them. That's a great college football playoff. And I think 12 is a number two where everyone agrees on it. Like, you, there, there isn't, like, I think no. eight. I think eight's still too little, personally, but just me. Which there's, well, there's which always going to be will, someone out, always. There always will be, but with twelve, there at least you know, out of that twelve, you have the best team. You should have the best teams in, in the in the land of college football. Oh, and and 
You good? Freeze. You did freeze. I thought it was me for a second. You see me. I thought it was me too. I thought. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's frozen. But, uh, yeah. Right. So what I what I was doing while you guys <clears throat> were talking was um, I'm actually trying to do the seating right now of how everything would go. Um, I, I still don't know who won the Pac-12. We could easily look it up right now, but we just we're just like, no, nah, the Pac-12 is irrelevant. So let's not do that. So wait, Pac-12 is hard to pick. That's the thing. But, oh, no, go ahead. We'll put Cincy as the at-large bid. So it'll be Cincy versus – it'll be Cincy versus a &M. Oh, he left. Okay, but he'll probably be back. I have to – So it'll be Cincinnati versus a &M, and I'm probably – I probably shouldn't be saying this because I'm going to have to repeat it anyway. So, um, Ethan. So I'm just going to put in. But, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think what Ethan was saying, how, like, you know, football, the players want to play football, more football, and mm -hmm. uh, NCAA wants to make more money. I'm surprised they haven't done this already. I know there's always been a discussion and everything, mm -hmm. and it always seemed like, hey, they were going to do it. Just, it's just a matter of time. I, I don't know how – I haven't paid much attention to it because it's always, it's always a topic of discussion for college football. Yeah. But, like, I truly want to know how close are they of actually doing this because they just keep talking about it. Well, you got to think the last time they said it, oh, we we're not doing this. OK, well, what's the conversation been for a while and why we haven't had, you know, what's the big conversation with the NCAA and the players? Are the players what's the key word in NCAA amateur? So are the players really considered amateurs or are they because the NCAA is making a shit ton of money off of them? Should the players be compensated? That's the conversation. Well, if they well, there's a reason they if there was a hiccup for doing it, it would be they expand this to 12. The the direction's gonna be they're gonna be ended up, the players will end up getting paid in some some more fashion. They're gonna have to. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethan is back. So Ethan, when you were gone, actually when you were kind of talking to before, I officially laid it out of how this would go uh, with the top 12 teams. I'm not using the top 12 when they went into the bowls. I'm just using it when they, when they finished the season. So it would be Alabama versus BYU or Indiana, Ohio State versus Northwestern again, Clemson versus Iowa State, Oklahoma versus Georgia, the Pac-12 versus Notre Dame, and Cincinnati versus a and All right, well, now that Notre Dame plays the Pac-12 winner, now I have to figure out who won that. I want to say it was you. Like, I feel like I want to say it's like just some. No, I was. I'm thinking of college basketball. Like I it wasn't it someone random like Oregon State. But no, mm, it was Colorado. Oregon. Right, it was Oregon. Yeah. Okay. So Notre Dame and Oregon would actually be a pretty good matchup. Yeah. I'd actually like to see. But that. No, while you were gone, while he was still working out the seating, we were talking about. Greg said he was surprised that they haven't expanded it to twelve already, and I was saying. Or at least any number. That, but that the hiccup, the hiccup, well, the last time that they had had conversations about it, it never went anywhere because they didn't want to do it. And the conversation now, this time around, is there's it's rumored to be that there is actually more in favor of wanting to do it, which is kind of funny given that the NCAA is hell-bent on keeping the players at amateur status. Well, the moment you expand this to 12, you're paying these players. 
Yeah, hundred percent. You have. I mean, well, that time I'm is not saying, I'm not saying that she get millions of dollars and shit like that. I'm not. I don't know how they would do it, but. <laughs> well, it's, it's about time that that happens. Well, I mean, it's should they be paid? Yes, they should. I don't know. Just how give they me my damn it. NCAA video game. That's what I, I fucking want. One hundred percent, I agree. <laughs> but no, but that's my thing is that is that the NCAA is hell bent on keeping that amateur status. Well, here's the thing: is how long? I mean, we we've collectively have all said it. Do you realize how much money is on the table? Literally left on the table if you don't expand this. What's the what's been the knock on for the past few years, even with just the BCS and now the 14 playoff? It's it's no one has an issue with it being Alabama and Clemson. Everybody knows Alabama and Clemson are in it because they're the best two teams in college football. But you have this with the four teams right now, with the 14 playoff, you have this structure of what should be factored in your strength of schedule, your conference championships, but you disregard conference championships. So if you are so hell-bent on trying to end this disparity and having this and just pissing everybody off, make it 12, have your conference champion, your big five, your power five champions in it, conference winners in it. Reward some of these other teams for having great seasons. You're making you're gonna make more money than probably college basketball to an extent. Make it I would, yeah, I mean, I think March Madness pulls in a pretty large amount of money, but it's I not possible. I think, yeah, I think that in the 12 team setting, I would be interested to see like the collective amount of money from the college football playoff in terms of uh, March Madness. And hey, think about this of that the 12 team playoff, it were, if it were happened last year and those are the playoffs. How funny would it have been if Bama had an off night and they lose? How funny would it have been if Ohio State, they just beat Northwestern, have an off night and Northwestern wins? Think about the Cinder, think about the Cinderella stories you would have in college football with this. Like the we'll you're say. leaving so much money and so many storylines, so much money, so much viewership and ratings on the table by not doing this. I will yes, say I, before we before we switch over, I will say that Zach Wilson Mac Jones matchup in the playoffs would be fun. So, 100%. so I actually I did because Jeff takes talks for a long, long time. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just do the the rankings before college the bowls happen. So I actually have I actually was smart enough to put this together. It would be Bama versus Georgia, Clemson versus Florida, Ohio State. Coastal Carolina, Oklahoma versus Indiana, Oregon versus AM, and Cincinnati versus Notre Dame. That would be the official 12 teams and who they would play. Brian Kelly, uh, revenge matchup. I dig. Yeah. Hey, and there's Coastal some Carolina. Games I dig. It's like it. the Ohio State Coastal Carolina game. That's huge for Coastal Carolina. Yeah, but I mean, we'll sit there and people be like, "Oh, well, we know who's going to win." Do you? But that's the problem. That's the problem that they don't have right now is that that Coastal Carolina team isn't in, and I think that that's why. And well, that and then here's the thing: what was the knock on Ohio State a couple of years ago? 
They go into Indiana and Indiana beats them. So you don't ever know. I mean, that's the thing is you don't ever know. And like with the 12 teams, you finally would have the possibility of a Cinderella. You really would. And it would be so much better, the storylines and all of that for college football, if they would do it. I was going to say, because I, as a Clemson fan, I would not like going up against Florida with Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, no. uh, Tooney from, you know, got drafted by the Giants. Mm-hmm. would not be a fan of that. No. Mm-mm. But, oh. but go ahead. Yeah, I was like, I mean, that's pretty much I mean, college football. I have, Ethan, you, I mean, you, you said you saw something. How how realistic is this going to happen, or did they just say they're just talking about it? Well, I mean, Jeff said it too. It seems like they uh, are in favor for it. Um, I mean, I think that we've seen it before where it's like, okay, it's on the table. Yeah. It won't happen. It won't happen. But to Jeff's point, I think that the, the talks of having to pay these athletes is going to push that a little bit more. They need the money. They're going to have to pay these athletes. And it, it, the time is going to have to, or it's, the time is going to come now. And they're going to need the money. It's an instant income for them because, like Jeff said, it's college football. College yeah. football is, it's, it's nationwide. It's, it's, I'd like to say it's bigger than the NFL, but I don't think it is. But personally, mm-hmm. I mean, just the fans close. The, the the rankings every week. You know, I wish they could implement the same thing into, like, the NFL, where every Tuesday they came out and were, like, the top 25 or the top 32 in the NFL. You know, obviously, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah they're right. power rankings. Yeah. But they, <laughs> right. They don't have, like, a – I get that. I get they have power yeah. rankings. But I wish they would implement, like, a, a college – like, a top 25 show on Tuesday nights like we oh, do for – yeah, but they do. I'll throw in another thing that would also make probably push this in. When you go look at colleges, what's the biggest gripe right now? They're trying to cover their losses from uh, at these universities. They're trying to cover their losses from COVID. So as much as the NCAA once is so hell bent. And I'll say it again, hell bent on keeping that amateur status for these athletes. At some point, what what's more important, that amateur status or covering your losses and bringing in money to sort of out to circumvent these losses? You're going to make your. I again, this is all rumor. This is all speculation. They're just going to talk about it, but I would be shocked if they don't do this because you're. The NCAA prides itself in these universities. They treat this as a business. They treat these athletes as employees, in my opinion. You're making – you make a shit ton of money off of them. So if you're so – I mean, what was it all last year and going into this year? I'm worried about my losses. Okay, well, here's your chance to get them back. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I think – Well, then make it happen. Right. And I think, too – to, to really finalize this, they're going to start paying their athletes. Give me, give me my college football video game back. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you have to pay them. I don't care. Just give me my NCAA video game back. Hey, Greg, did we get a uh, Ethan Jeff version rant for that video game right now? <laughs> Probably not right now. But I we'll, would we'll save it for Friday. Yeah. 
<laughs> I would take Jack Cohen without even playing a game at Notre Dame and do this all over Texas. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so okay. we, we were going to talk about Major League Baseball, uh, about some interesting stuff. We'll save that for Friday, though. So the only baseball thing I'm going to say is Patrick Wisdom is like the greatest baseball player of all time. It scares me because I feel like what? I feel like it, it's he going to know give them, I feel like it's going to give them a reason to trade Chris Bryant. I was like, oh, we've got the next Chris Bryant right here, so let's trade him. He, I, he, I'm scared. If the you know here here's my thing. This is what I don't understand, and and help me because you two are Cubs fans. Do you realize the Yes, Patrick Wisdom is the greatest. Yes, I know. Thank you. Just stop, please. Do you know the odds of that kid turning out to be Chris Bryant? Did we? I mean, yeah, he's already better. Like this is so disrespectful to Chris Bryant at this point. Has Chris Bryant ever hit like eight home runs in his thirteen first thirteen games? I don't think so. Caroline, go Red Sox. Yeah, There's the another, they need to go get a fucking pitcher. Like this is this is getting ridiculous. But yeah, they no. care, yeah, no. you could take Kimbrel back. We'll take one of your aces. You've Which, got what ace? I don't want from that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <want> that. <laughs> I need a starting pitcher. I don't need another relief. We got Matt Barnes. We're fine. What do you mean that guy that cuts jerseys ain't cutting it out for you anymore? Oh, God. Imagine if Chris like, Sale was we, healthy. We got Chris Sale. We got Eduardo Rodriguez. That's it. Ron, wait, wait, wait. Say Rodriguez again, please. Eduardo Rodriguez. Okay. And then, uh, what is it? Uh, Nathan Baldy. He's passed. He's probably got, he's on his last freaking leg or arm, I should say. <laughs> um, but no, I it just. I think the Red Sox are sitting back and going, okay, we're just going to see how this season plays out. That's how I feel. Because this is the same GM, mind you, that traded fucking Mookie Betts for, for, for fucking out-of-date groceries, if you will. Oh, Alex <laughs> so there's, there's just a little mini rant right there about oh, Mookie Betts. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to ask this like a long time ago, but Jeff, has anyone sent you emails? Oh, um, let's take a look. I haven't even checked. Oh, man, I forgot. He's, he's always on his phone, so he just... Clutch. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Let's go to my spam, because I know no, no one got in my inboxes. Welcome um, to the emails. No. No, no that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's, it's just... For, if anyone is ever listening... Go to the first episode that we've done together, and you'll find it. Can, can you get it all in mind for everybody? It's a lowercase J. God, the fact that you're doing it again. Lower, lowercase H. E A D at gmail.com. or nineteen. Oh, my bad. Lowercase <laughs> J. Lowercase H. E A D nineteen seven eleven at at. Uh, Why did you put seven eleven? Uh, nineteen for. Uh, 
the age that you made it, and then Seven Eleven probably for the convenience store. No, no. Uh, oh, my bad. Uh, one for uh, Giolani uh, Giolani Buffon. He's a goalkeeper for uh, Juventus. Number say nine, that again. Say that again. Say that was, name again. Please Giolani say that. Buffon. Duvall. Buffon. Buffon. B B U F F O N. Buffon. I love um, it. I love let's it. Let's see. Number nine for. Uh, Jesus Christ. I can't remember his damn name. Uh, it was another soccer player. I'll think of his name. Exactly. In a minute. There, there are a bunch of nobodies that you ever hear about. Uh, number seven I'm, for. David I am Beckham. all David, here for, for David Beckham. Uh, Who? David Beckham. And then. Who? You don't know who David Beckham is. Oh, wait, are you talking about that, like, player that played for the White Sox? <laughs> uh, we don't need a rant at 1230 in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, so, long story short, Jeff. So, long story short, Jeff. And then and number 11 for the United Youngsters <laughs> a couple years back, Anthony Marcial. So, Long story short, you remember your email because you put numbers of soccer athletes in it. Yes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hey, I got to remember my email. Boy, I got so many emails for bull, for BS. I don't, I don't remember. Like I got, I, I got to know. I don't, I do not want to know what other emails and why you have all these emails. I think we can, I think we can put two and two together. Uh, it's called burner. Hey, I'm trying to. Hey, I'm pulling that a KD. Yes. I'm, I'm pulling a KD yes. burner accounts. You know, because apparent because apparently it's so easier just to have a burner account and talk shit than actually be on your actual account and talk shit that way. But okay. Don't worry. No, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry, KD. That was too. I'm sorry. That was too personal. All right, I'm Jeff sorry. had zero seven one three five zero two one. Yeah, which burner was oh, that? Yeah, oh yeah, my. Uh, Actual Twitter account that everybody thought was a bot. <laughs> I think it was one of your burners. It might. <laughs> oh God! All right. God, the fact that you actually might have one. So I, everyone's homework assignment is to find Jeff Head's. Oh, I want to say find Jeff Head's burner. All right. Well, I think that's. I think that's a perfect way to end uh, the episode. Oh, Just yeah. Everyone find Jeff Head's burner if you can get a chance. So great talk. <laughs> See you guys Friday. Yes, sir. I'll see you guys Friday.